Indonesia, a land of mystery. From the thick jungles of Sumatra to the crystal clear waters of Lombok. Hi, I'm Kyle, and let me take you on a journey across this wonderful land to meet the people who make the hospitality industry in Indonesia world class. Whether you're a veteran in hospitality, a seasoned investor, or someone looking for a sea change in life, this podcast covers everything that you need to know to inspire your next move in Indonesia. We're all suffering at the moment, and we've all been forced to make decisions that we normally wouldn't have to make. I want you to know that I'm here for you, that I understand that the pain that you're going through, I understand that your lifelong dreams have fallen apart. But I want to give you this little glimmer of hope. Once COVID is over, I hope that this podcast will empower you and give you the tools to elevate the performance of your business, to once again bring smiles to the faces of the people that you host, to once again bring a smile to your face that you're achieving your purpose and that you are achieving your lifelong dream. That is the true purpose of this podcast. Hey everyone, my name's Kyle and welcome to the Indonesia Hospitality Podcast. Now you're probably wondering what this podcast is about, and at first glance you'd think that it was only about Indonesia's hospitality industry, and yes, you're right, it is, but it's so much more than that. It's about investment and it's about business. So regardless of whether or not you're choosing to invest in the Indonesian hospitality sector, I think if you're investing in Indonesia in general you'll learn a lot from the people that we have on this show. So, you know, whether you're a seasoned investor, uh, a new entrant to the market, or someone who's just about to dip their feet into foreign investment, you're definitely going to take something from this podcast. Now, the last five years have been hard. To be honest, really hard. It's unlike any other business I'm involved with. Volcanoes, terrorist attacks, earthquakes, tsunamis, trade wars... Donald Trump, and then to top Donald Trump, COVID. Now, I had a lot of questions when I started. The first question was, where do I actually start? I'm going to help answer that question. I didn't like my work, so how do I start a side hustle? How can I market my business to attract guests? What do you look for when you're buying land or property in Indonesia? What are others doing that I can compare my business model against? What sort of visa do I need? And now we all have our sights on the future. What is the future of hospitality in Indonesia? My aim is to try and answer as many of these questions as possible by speaking with others in the industry. This is the first podcast and as it's the first podcast, I'm going to take this opportunity to introduce you to myself, tell you my story and tell you how I got into hospitality in, in Indonesia and in other countries as well. I'm then going to go through um, a quick introduction of the guests that we have coming up in podcast one, two, and three. And I'll wrap up with the content that's going to be available on the website. And if you go to www.indonesiahospitality.com, you'll start to see a bit of that content starting to flow through onto the website by my staff. Believe it or not, my full-time job is actually as a engineer in Australia, but um, please, <laughs> please don't hold that against me. Uh, but I have run businesses 
uh, in Australia, um, Kenya and New Zealand, uh, including hospitality businesses in Kenya. And I'm heavily invested uh, in Indonesia at the moment and, and I have been doing so um, over the last um, decade. So how, how did I end up in hospitality in the first place? Well, to explain this, you have to go back in history, back to my great-great-grandparents. And when I asked my nan, who's 99 years old, no, why do we love making people happy and why do we enjoy looking after people so much? This is what she said to me. She said, Cole, back in the day when friends and family came to visit us, they would sometimes walk for days to get from their village to our village. And when they did finally arrive, and you got to remember back then you had tigers and leopards and, and all these other crazy wild animals roaming through the forest. She said, when they finally arrived, you wanted to shower them with love. You gave them food. You gave them water. You entertained them. You made their stay as comfortable as possible for making that dangerous trek to come and visit. And then she said, Kyle, this is actually part of our culture. Hospitality and sharing your home with someone is part of our culture. Now, I'm not sure if this resonates with you or not, but my family is also really heavily involved with charity. And I think, actually, I believe that it's this innate desire to serve and be in the service of others that not just attracts me to hospitality, but I think makes me good at it as well. And I think you'll find the same with yourselves. I first dipped my feet in hospitality in Kenya, um, where I spent nine months in the middle of the, the Maasai lands. Uh, and if you don't know what the Maasai lands are, just close your eyes and visualise this for one second. Big rolling hills and cliffs, uh, zebra, buffalo, rhinos, giraffes, um, wildebeest roaming around in the fields. And then you've got these little villages surrounded by little acacia trees scattered you know, five kilometres apart, and in the middle of that, a tiny little school. Well, that's where I was based. So I took my house deposit across and um, started this little school for Maasai cattle herders. And about three and a half months in, we realised that our funds were quickly going to run out paying teachers and we needed to start a business that would effectively um, cover the fees. And I've always had this idea that a well-run charity should also be able to be self-sufficient. So it's, it runs on effectively a business model. So we put our heads together and we decided that we were going to start this walking tour. Our first problem was staff. Obviously, being in the middle of nowhere, staff aren't readily available and we wanted to use the locals. The school was teaching our students who then became workers effectively for this little tourism business and some were doing storytelling some were doing cooking and some were just being general guides and just watching these people's lives transform from ones without purpose to ones where they could contribute not just to their village and their own family through an income but they were actually doing something bigger than themselves and i watched that first tour, we were actually, funnily enough, sold out. The first tour and the subsequent tours after that were all sold out because there was nothing else like this in Kenya at the time for the price that we were offering. And I think it was that moment, you know, watching people smile, watching people engaged with these local tour guides, watching the tour guides engage with these foreigners and watching people's lives transform in front of my life 
and in front of everyone else as they were experiencing this this new culture, this new way of living. I just can't can't put into words that feeling, and I'm sure you know that feeling that I'm talking about. It's it's this overwhelming, heartwarming, and it was like a drug, you know. I think it's fair to say that this first experience got me hooked on hospitality. So lesson one, tourism can be used for good, and I really realised during that first tour that it's really important for the social fabric of the global community as well. From that experience, my team and I tried our hands at a few different things. So we started a glamping experiment. So we took people out and hosted them for the night out in the bush. Our women's group started making clothing and traditional jewellery and selling it to the tourists who visited us. To our surprise, we were actually booked out for the whole high season, the full season, fully booked. It was a success and I was hooked. The school was effectively self-sufficient now, so I achieved what I went there to do, and we didn't need donations anymore. This all changed when terrorists came across the border and started bombing around Kenya. Aside from the immediate grief from a terrorist attack, the first thing to happen is that people flee. Tourists flee and tourists stop coming into the country. So our whole business model, which relied around international tourists, died. And I think you'll all resonate with me now because if your model is purely based on international tourism, you're probably feeling it right now. You're probably shut down right now. So this leads me to lesson number two. Tourism is volatile and you're really at the mercy of random events which you can't foresee. And if you do put your eggs in, in one basket, and I'm not, sh- I'm not saying that you shouldn't just hone in on a restaurant business or hone in on an accommodation business, but understand that if you only focus on one market, which we're looking at domestic or international, be prepared to lose everything when that basket collapses. So now I've learned to diversify. If you've invested in Indonesia, you'll know that the last five years has been one of earthquakes, volcanoes, and now COVID. And if you feel like you haven't had a break, it's because you haven't. This has been probably one of the rarest periods in Indonesia's history where so many events have happened at the same time. So when I returned to Australia after Kenya, I discovered surfing and my surfing's taken me around the world and I found myself back in Indonesia where I fell in love with the people and the location itself. I decided that this is where I would invest my money. And I have to be honest, while I've been in Indonesia, I've made some bad decisions, but I've also made some really good investment decisions and I really hope that throughout these interviews that I do with other people, that they'll come out. And if they don't come out in the podcast interviews, they will definitely be available in in the content on my website. Lesson three is start small. You know, play with what you can afford to lose, especially when you're dealing with a foreign country where the cultures, the standards, the expectations are, are totally different. And, you know, leverage, leverage experience and knowledge of those who have been before you. Now, that's what this podcast is about. And perhaps lesson three is the most important one that I want you to take away. Before you invest, or if you are invested now, learn from the mistakes of others. Listen to these podcasts. 
find out what people did wrong so you don't have to make the same mistakes again. We're, we're operating in a marginal business where, you know, 20% is probably the max margin that you're going to make. So use the lessons that everyone shares with you to really hone in, hone in on those one percenters that are going to drive your profit up. I think I've spoken enough about myself now. The podcasts will be released on the seventh day of every month and they'll be available on all the podcast platforms. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on now, I'd really love it and I'd really appreciate it if you just hit the subscribe button and every time a new podcast comes, you'll be notified and you'll be able to listen to it straight away. I'd also love it if you would share this podcast with others and the reason I say that is because right now, Indonesia needs us to start talking to each other and sharing our stories. And if we only get better individually, we can expect incremental results. If we get better as an industry, as a country, we can expect exponential results. And that's what this podcast is all about, getting exponential results. The other thing we're doing is we've got a newsletter. So you can, if you haven't already subscribed, you can jump onto our website, www.indonesiahospitality.com and subscribe to our newsletter on the homepage. And you'll, you'll be receiving once every two weeks information that's relevant to the subject matter that you're interested in. So we actually give you a choice of the subject matter that you would like. And you're, you're only going to receive that information and notifications about when podcasts are coming. Now, I will say this. These podcasts will only remain live for free for three months. So I would encourage you to subscribe. Otherwise, you will have to pay for them because I take them offline. And no, this is a business and that's the only way that I can make my money. So going on to who we're actually interviewing, and I'm so excited to be sharing our first three guests with you. Uh, podcast one is with Alejandro Pineda, who is in Lombok and who is the MD of Kumbara Villas and the director of the Mexican in Town, a beautiful restaurant in, in Cuda on the south coast. And podcast two is Benjamin Cass, who is the president director of Associations Living Well Communities based in Jakarta. And Benjamin is working on this absolutely incredible retirement lifestyle village uh, in Jakarta. It's a $16 million project. And just the, the things that are being done at, at this venue to take care of, of elderly Indonesians is incredible. You have to listen to this. This is hospitality at its best. And podcast three is with Pakbisma Jatmika, who is the director of tourism and industry at the Borobudur Tourism Authority. And on that podcast, we thought, we talk with Bisma about the strategy around developing tourist cities and tourist cultures and the process and and the intermediary between um, the government and foreign investors and how you can get involved. So he's got some really, really interesting perspectives coming from someone who's working on the government side of things. So look, that's enough for me for today. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Uh, we're on all the plat uh, podcast platforms. You can check out our website at www.indonesiahospitality.com for, for guides, for tips, for resources and articles that will help you on this investment journey in hospitality in Indonesia. And remember, by subscribing to our newsletter, you get exclusive content that isn't available on the website. 
I'm super excited to be sharing this experience and adventure with you. So let's get stuck into it. I'll see you at the next podcast, Podcast One with Alejandro Pineda. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. I personally reply to each review and message myself. Now, for all the show notes and links to information we discussed on the show today, simply head to our website on www.indonesiahospitality.com. We can also find bonus content to help you on your hospitality journey. Now, this podcast is about sharing the amazing stories that make up the Indonesian hospitality industry. Individually, we are incrementally better. Together, we are exponentially better. Until next time, sampai jumpa lagi and season greetings.